0: All right, let's go read the Bible.
1: Yeah, let's get to it. Husband! Wife! Guess what day it is?
0: Uh, It is Sunday.
1: And it is the day that we do Sacrilegious Book Club.
0: Yeah, yeah. So uh, what are we covering today?
1: Um, We are still in the book, A Treasury of Jewish Folklore, with subtitle, Stories, Traditions, Legends, Humor, Wisdom, and Folk Songs of the Jewish People. And this book was edited by Nathan Ozubel. Okay. Okay. And um, just to give you an idea of where we're at in this book, um, let's see. Part one was Jewish salt. Do you remember that? Yep. Like wisdom and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then part two is where we're at currently heroes. And last time we were learning about different kinds of wise men, now we are in holy men. Um, Last time would have been pious and righteous men, but today we are learning about charitable men. Charitable.
2: Charitable men. On page
1: 123.
0: Okay, sounds good. Let's go ahead and get into this.
1: Okie dokie.
2: There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care.
1: Okay, charitable men. Okay. And the introduction for that starts on page 123. So I'm just going to read a few snippets from the introduction. Okay. Okay. Yep. The giving of charity is conceived of by Jews as one of the highest forms of piety and righteousness. And further, it goes on to say that all ethics spring from the compassion aroused in us by the suffering of our fellow beings.
0: Well, it does actually. Um, when you give it to people, there is a, um, a physical, <laughs> emotional response in your brain, like yeah, you, endorphins in, right, or whatever. Yeah, you yeah. feel good about it. So.
1: Yeah, so it's almost like a selfish thing, right? Because yeah. you do get like that dopamine hit. Yeah. Um. There's so- another phrase further down that says compassion must be linked to social justice. However, mm. okay. Okay. So not just giving, but like giving to people who are really needy and good people. Got it. You know? Yeah. So it therefore follows logically that when the poor are made wretched by poverty, they have a right to raise their voices to God and complain as needy creditors because he has neglected to pay them.
3: Mm. So, okay.
1: cause you know, God takes care right. of everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Um, Further, it says the poor man sits and complains to God. Why am I different from the rich man? He sleeps in his bed and I sleep here in the street. Therefore, if the rich man refuses to hear this legitimate complaint of the poor, it is as if he had transgressed against God himself.
2: Oh, wow. As
1: if he had denied aid to his own kith and kin. Yeah. So um, the Talmud wants you to give and to give freely and even to give above and beyond what you may think you have available. Right. And it says, "But charity must come from the heart as well as from the pocket." Got it. So you can't you just, can't just give, give. To give. Yeah. The unwilling giver or the one who gives ostentatiously forfeits his heavenly reward.
3: Okay. Hmm. Okay. All right. And
1: then charity can be expressed in more ways than just feeding the hungry or clothing the naked. Um It can include tending the sick and helping the crippled, supporting the weak, leading the blind. These are all acts of charity. And so is offering consolation to the afflicted and bereaved. Hospitality and assistance to travelers and strangers is a vital and practical necessity among the peoples of the East. Um, It's basically
0: just good deeds.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Don't be a dick. Right. You know, be actively good, not just don't be bad, be actively good.
0: Right. Right.
1: So, um, this first story, well, actually like the first two kind of give a really good idea of what this section is about. Okay. Okay. The first one is called the golden ladder of charity. Got it. There are eight degrees or steps says my, how do you say it? My monities, my monities in the duty of charity. I said duty. <laughs> okay, so there's eight steps, says okay. this guy. Okay, yeah. The first and lowest degree is to give, but with reluctance or regret. This is the gift of the hand, but not of the heart.
2: I thought that
0: was completely negated, so it doesn't really do you any good.
1: Yeah, that's, that's the first degree. Okay. Meaning you give, you but you, you, you didn't at do great. It. Yeah. Right. The second is to give cheerfully, but not proportionately to the distress of the sufferer. So, okay. if you have the ability to give more and you didn't, but you checked the box, right. you're still a dick. Got it. The third is to give cheerfully and proportionately, but not until we are solicited. So, somebody comes knocking on your door asking for donations. Sure. And, of course, then, yes, absolutely. You, you're you like, yeah, let me dig into my wallet. and.
0: But you um, didn't seek it out yourself. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, starting to get for reals, you know, right. With the third degree. Yeah. Okay. The fourth degree is to give cheerfully proportionately and even unsolicited, but to put it in the poor man's hand, thereby exciting in him the painful emotion of shame. So you have to come up with a clever way to donate. You have to seek out opportunities to donate to him, either money or food or whatever, this good act. Not only do you have to seek out this needy person, but you also have to look for a creative way to not make him feel like shit that you're giving him stuff.
0: That's probably partly why they had that rule where you had to, like, leave the droppings of the, Mm -hmm. you know, harvest. Yeah, so that they had
1: to work to pick it up. Right. And you
0: weren't technically giving it to them. Right. But you weren't going to stop them from taking it either. Exactly.
1: Right. Exactly. Or, like, like...
0: tossing a 20 down in front of somebody but, like, you know. Right. Not claiming it.
1: Exactly. Or, like, um... When they said that the women had to get up early on Fridays to make sure that they had food for the poor created, Um, they had to make it and leave it in their windows. Yeah. For the poor to come by and and steal, quote unquote.
2: Right. Right.
1: So the fifth, that was the fourth one. Okay. Okay. So we're really moving up here in seriousness. Yeah. The fifth is to give charity in such a way. That the distressed may receive the bounty and know their benefactor without their being known to him. So um so what? Okay. So here's what it is. Um
0: Oh, the person receiving it knows who gave it to them. Yeah. But the but person the giving person, it doesn't know who they gave it to.
1: Yeah, like they're just like, here, whatever, here's all the money. Got it. You know, like I don't need it, but I don't have to have your suffering in my face. Right, right. So it's like giving to an organization,
0: but that's that's a one way to avoid them feeling shame because mm-hmm. they're not being given it directly to them. Well, you're, you're not having to deal with that, the
1: shame that they may or may not have, right? Right. But it's it's I put it more as giving to an organization. Sure. So, um, such was the conduct of some of our ancestors who used to tie up money in the hind quarters of their cloaks so that the poor might take it unperceived. Ah. So, yeah. Yeah. That pickpocket.
0: Right. I'm sure there was never like a rich person who just like knew that this was happening. Right. Like, hey, I know a way to make some extra money. Mm-hmm. Just go out and fucking, you know, do Pick, this. Pickpocket. Just make shelf look a little grungy, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, th- I think that in these societies, they would have, there would have maybe been somebody who was shitty like that, but. They would have been scorned by their society if anybody right. found out. Yeah. And society was very like tight-knit. Like It was right. very important. So to have that sense of shame in your community actually meant something sure. that we don't have today, for better or for worse. Right. I'm not saying that shame is a great tool, but I'm also not going to say that it's entirely inefficient. Right. So, the sixth degree, which rises still higher, is to know the objects of our bounty, but remain unknown to them. Okay. So, I've given, but they don't know where it came from.
2: Got it, got it.
1: Such was the conduct of those of our ancestors who used to convey their charitable gifts into poor people's dwellings, taking care that our own persons and names should remain unknown. So, can't do anonymous giving right i guess right which i don't really understand like i don't need you to sing my praises the whole point is that i'm i'm giving it to you but
0: right so i thought this was a that like the the yeah. options are getting better as we go along
1: yeah yeah they are So
0: like these are the better ways to do it at the end of this list
1: okay that makes sense yeah i thought it was still like complaining
0: no i i'm this is the ladder of charity so like The worst way you can give is the first one we said. Okay, got it. And then it. it gets better as we go along. Okay.
1: Well, the seventh is still more meritorious, namely to bestow charity in such a way that the benefactor may not know the relieved persons, nor they the name of their benefactor. This was done by our charitable forefathers during the existence of the temple. For there was in that holy building a place called the Chamber of Silence or in ostentation, in in ostentation, yeah, wherein the good deposited secretly whatever their generous hearts suggested and from which the most respectable poor families were maintained with equal secrecy.
0: But only the most respectable ones. Yeah,
1: the respectable poor families. Right. Not the shitty ones that had leprosy. Yeah. Yeah. Not those guys. Right. Not the ones that the men were honest about their nocturnal emissions in order in order
0: to, you know to be poor you gotta be respectable and poor yeah but like you gotta be respectable but you know you, if you're poor you better be respectable. you
1: gotta lie about your nocturnal emissions
0: or you know whatever but yeah you gotta be respectable yeah so yeah. In, in your poorness yeah yeah
1: lastly the eighth and most meritorious of all is to anticipate charity by preventing poverty namely to assist the reduced brother either by considerable gift or a loan of money or by teaching him a trade or by putting him in a way of business so that he may earn an honest livelihood and not be forced to the dreadful alternative of holding up his hand for charity. And to this scripture alludes when it says, And if thy brother be waxen poor and fallen in decay with thee, then thou shalt support him, yea, though he be a stranger or a sojourner, that he may live with thee. And this is the highest step and the summit of charity's golden ladder.
0: So training someone to succeed.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like give a man a fish, right, right, kind of thing. Yeah. No, I agree. Or teach with him that. to fish for himself.
0: Right. Yeah. But I I want to go back to the last point where they were talking about the respectable poor. Mm-hmm. It just seems like it leaves open a lot of room for people to mm-hmm. <clears throat> judge. Who's worthy who's and worthy. not? Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, that family, I, I'm not gonna help them. They're not respectable. Yeah, you know. But if they were respectable, I would totally give to them. But they're not. They're not right. respectable.
1: Yeah. Which I mean, you're supposed to give regardless. Right. You know, without judgment.
0: It sounds more like a. I, it sounds more like a plan for people who were recently in good standing, who mm-hmm. fell from grace. Like, well, yeah. oh, they're still good right now. We need to get them back on their feet. But if you were already poor and, like, you down out, out and shit, they're like, eh, you're not very re- f- fucking respectable. Because, yeah. I mean, look at you. You're all dirty and, Jesus. You
1: have leprosy. What's wrong with you? Yeah. And clearly you did something to earn this um misfortune. Well, I mean, that's kind of how
0: people, you know, go about things today. Yeah. You know, like, it, it's very similar... The sh- you were saying the shame's not there, but the shame is there. Like people don't go to- you. You have to go to certain buildings in the world to apply for your benefits that you get. Mm-hmm. And a respectable quote unquote person wouldn't be caught dead there, right? right? That's true. You know? I mean like it's a shameful act if you have to go do that for for many people.
1: It's true. So it's that's true.
0: that's it's still this this whole system, this whole thing still applies very much so today.
1: It does. I would say not to the same degree because, um, we, we might be, um, embarrassed, but we're not going to be shunned out of our community.
0: Right. Right. These
1: people might've been shunned out of their community. Sure. Whereas, you know, we would be like, well, fuck you got to do what I got to do. Right. Right. You know? Yep. So. The next one is called Qualifications for Paradise, and I thought this one was nice. Okay. The gates of paradise stood open, and the procession of the souls of men reached to the heavenly tribunal. First came a rabbi. I'm learned in the law, he said. Night and day have I poured over the word of God. I therefore deserve a place in paradise. Just a moment, called out the recording angel. First, we must make an investigation. We've got to find out what was the motive for your study. Did you apply yourself to learning for its own sake? Was it for the sake of honor or for mercenary reasons?
0: Mercenary reasons? Hmm.
1: Like, to sell off your skill. Got it. Next came a saintly man. How I fasted in the life I left behind... I observed all the 613 religious duties scrupulously. You said duties. I bathed several times a day and I studied the mysteries of the Zohar ceaselessly. Mm. Just a moment. Mo- minute moment. <laughs> m- min moment. I was trying to say moment. Yeah. And it came out minute. Got it. And so I messed that up. Okay. Just a moment, cried the recording angel. We first have to make our investigation about the purity of your intentions. Okay. Then a tavern keeper approached. He said simply, my door was always open to the homeless and I fed whoever was in need and hungry. Yeah. Open the gates of paradise cried the recording angel. No investigation is needed. <laughs> because Lord it's about it or your not. actions yeah. not
0: your yeah.
1: And not just your actions, but like your motives.
0: Right. Well, it's one of my biggest complaints about Christianity in general mm-hmm. is that you get to hear people talk about their piousness and their Christianity and their belief systems right. all the time.
1: Right.
0: But it's much, much more rare that you see someone just living that life and showing what they believe. Right. I don't. I don't think there's a lot of great examples of that. And even when people are generally doing it, and, and I, you know, we're all busy. We're all It's hard to be the most wonderful person on the planet, right? But if you're going to pitch it to me as something that I need to convert to because I need to believe in these values, then you should be leading by example. Not telling me I need to do this, but then, you know, being an asshole on the side.
1: Right, right.
0: That's all. This guy was obviously, like, I mean, there's just people that are genuinely good people that try to help people. Yeah. You know, and that's... That's the moral of the story for me. Like, I think that that applies to whether you're religious or not. There are good people. There are normal people. And then there's shitty people.
1: And I think you have to hold me back because I try to give everything away.
0: Oh, God, yeah. (laughs) No, there's people that... Yeah, yeah. No. Wife would literally help people into our own demise.
1: I, I have done that.
0: And yeah, has literally done that. Yeah. So
1: I give to my own detriment.
0: It's well, true. to be fair, you don't really have a good, like running tally of what uh, it means to give something like you, your your calculator is broken in your head.
1: My calculator is broken, but it's always like, um, you ask me if I can do something. If I'm able, the answer is yes. Right. Like, whether whether or not I should, whether or not, you know, I'm tired or I'm sick, if I can, the answer is yes. But to the and, detriment
0: sometimes. Right. That's so, what I'm
1: saying. You know. That's what I'm saying. And, like, if you ask me for some physical item that you need, even if I need it, like, the answer is yes, you can have it. Because I I think it's a response to how I was raised where everything was mine, mine. You know? Right. And there was no there was no sharing. There was hoarding. And so now well, I'm just like, I don't want to be a hoarder and I don't want to be selfish. So it's like in response to that, give everything away and then I can be considered a good person. So it's not completely altruistic.
0: Right. No, I, I, I get it. And I, you know, I struggle because there's things that I would like to do. But at the same time, I think part of being a good person is making sure that you and your own are able to live first. You know, mm-hmm. like, I mean, my, my your, family put is on your very important oxygen
1: to me. mask before you first, before you help right. the one next to you. And
0: that's not that I'm, I'm not against helping people. I am definitely all for helping people. No, I, just, I know that. Insofar as that my capacity allows me to do so.
1: You're more practical and I am flighty. <laughs> I mean, I'm just a, I'm a fucking flake. Yeah. That's all it comes down to. I mean so but we keep each other we, balanced we, so this
0: was this was more earlier on in our relationship we've come to an understanding as to how much charity shall be given
1: right so
0: right.
1: <laughs> well like i'm always like give it all and you're like no right and then i'm like give some and you're like
2: okay
1: and then you know we come to a yeah agreement right but, exactly but i think without the other one to balance you would be a lot more tight-fisted and oh, I sure. would be stupid generous.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's no, you like, would, you would go live at the women's shelter and, and give away your entire paycheck to help people out. If, I
1: would. Know,
0: and then you'd, you'd offer them half of your cot at the women's shelter too. I would. <laughs> I
1: would. And Part of it, part of it is just to undo like my programming and to be considered a good person. But part of it is like i I want to do what was never done for me. Sure. Like I was you know, I grew up poor, and I didn't have anybody in my life that was like, "I'll give you everything." right. And I, there were people with money around us who were not helpful. I don't have money, but I want to live as though I do so that I can help people. The way they, they didn't help me. Right. So, I don't know. I, I guess either way, it's not very altruistic. It's kind of bitter. <laughs> I guess I really am an asshole deep on the inside, but I mean, I'm, well.
0: I'm more of the, you know, when I see the guy delivering um, his beer to the gas station convenience store and he needs to get through the door, I'm the guy that opens the door and makes sure he can get through <laughs> like, I mean, that's my altru. you know, like if I can do some small act to help somebody.
1: I do you know, that, but I mean, I thought that make was Make their like, life
0: easier. That's the way I, I look at it. I so. thought
1: that's the smallest expectation.
0: Oh, most people wouldn't do that. Nuh-uh. watching the world.
1: I have a better, I have a much kinder view of humanity mm, than you do. I don't. And that's funny because I'm the curmudgeon. I'm the asshole. I'm the one that says I hate people. <laughs> hmm. All right. Well, the next story is called Paradise Gained? Mr. Okay. Mark. Right. A pious man asked his rabbi, what must I do to pre- to deserve paradise? The rabbi pondered and replied, three things you must observe to earn the everlasting life. You must give alms, care for the sick, and bury the dead. The man thanked the rabbi and left. On the way home, he met a crippled beggar. At once he recalled the rabbi's words and took the unfortunate man home. He set a lavish dinner before him and praised God that he had with this deed fulfilled the first precept. <laughs> Unfortunately, the beggar fell sick because he had overeaten. so the pious man put him to bed and gave him a physic. Then he beso- bethought himself of the rabbi's second precept, and he man, he's not rejoiced. Gonna with one guy' going to die He rejoiced that he had fulfilled it already He's
0: going to die right?
1: but during the night yeah. the condition of the beggar grew suddenly worse and he died he died yeah. you called it when morning came the pious man helped prepare him for burial and lead him to rest in the jewish cemetery hmm. then turning his eyes heavenward he rejoiced <laughs> praise it be the lord who has made it so easy for man to enter <laughs> paradise <laughs>
0: You literally fed this guy his last meal. Right? Maybe killed him with food poisoning. I don't right? know. And then... <laughs> wow.
1: And praise Jesus, you know? That's, that's not...
0: Well, it wouldn't have been Jesus, but...
1: No, yeah. I know. Yeah. But
0: um, the sentiment wow. stands. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that one made me laugh. I was like, okay, I don't think that that's what you meant. Right. <laughs> okay, the next one is called The Rabbi's Advice. Okay. A wealthy Hasid. Once came to the great preacher, Rabbi Dovber and asked him for his blessings. Tell me, asked the rabbi, do you eat well? I live very modestly, answered the rich man, thinking that thereby he would gain the praise of the rabbi. My meals consist of a dry crust with salt. Mm. The rabbi regarded his petitioner with scorn. Why do you stint yourself meat and wine, food appropriate to a man of wealth like you, he asked. And he continued to speak so harshly to him that the bewildered Hasid promised faithfully that in the future he would eat meat and drink wine.
0: Mm, Okay.
1: The rabbi's counsel filled the disciples with amazement. And so when the Hasid had gone away, they asked, what is the meaning of all this, rabbi? Yeah. What earthly difference does it make whether this man eats bread and salt or meat and wine? Okay. I love this. This is relevant today. Okay. Okay? Mm Mm-hmm. Rabbi Dovber smiled and said, if this rich man lives well and his meat, his meals consist of meat and wine as well as he can afford, then at least it will be possible for him to grasp the fact that the poor can dine only on a dry crust with salt. However, when he denies himself all the pleasures of life, even if out of piety, then he will soon begin to think that the poor ought to eat stones.
0: Mm. Got it. It's kind of like the Ebenezer Scrooge version, like you know, well, if, if it's all about the money and the the wealth and
1: the way I look at it is, it's a lot like the SNAP challenge, you know, right. where people. Yeah. I I have such a problem with the SNAP challenge because for those who aren't aware, it's um, the welfare benefits mm-hmm. um, that people receive, and there's a challenge for people to try to live Off as that. though. Yeah. Um, they are within those means. Right. So, you know, you're not allowed to for that month or that week or whatever, you're not ab- allowed to buy your fancy yogurt or, right. you know, your avocados or what the fuck ever. Sure. Right. Yeah. And it's supposed to give people with money a sense of what it's like to be on a, an extremely limited budget. But the problem with it is that it doesn't convey convey the, the feelings of panic that persist like it it cannot possibly um help somebody with money understand that yeah but once this month is over like i still have to live this way and it's not just the limited um um budget for my groceries it's also if my car breaks down i'm done i'm done for right you know if somebody cancels on babysitting i don't have a backup yeah. Because everybody I know works or is old or dead. Right. And you know what I mean? It's.
0: Yeah, basically, they're taking one aspect of what pe- poor people go through the food, the amount of food that they're allowed to get. Mm-hmm. And even at that, these people are starting on a beginning basis that has stuff in their refrigerator yeah. already. They
1: already have so, spices and ketchup in right. stock. Yeah. They already have a full tank of gas when they start. Right. So it's not realistic and it gives. It gives people the false understanding of what it's like to live poor. Right. And it allows them to pat themselves on the back pretending that they have sacrificed like, oh, now I know how hard it is. No, you fucking don't. Right. You do have you have no idea you if you have never lived paycheck to paycheck, hoping that an appliance or a vehicle doesn't break down. And I'm not wishing that on people, but if you've never lived that way, get the fuck out of here. You don't know what it's like to be poor. If you are telling people, oh, well, you just need to cut coupons and bring lunch to work instead of ordering. Fuck you. Fuck you, because you don't know what it's like. And people that are poor don't need to be told to fucking do that. They were already doing that or... Or they look at you and be like, your coupons are fucking garbage because your coupons are for fucking brand name shit that I can't afford even with the coupon. Right. So, I, sorry, I didn't mean to get all heated up, but this, the rabbi's advice, like it struck me like right to my core. Yeah. It hit, it hit that truth of no, this rich man trying to eat poor and give himself, you know, that credit, I'm not going to allow him to have that. Fuck that rich guy. He can just go eat his steak and drink his wine and, you know, fuck ever.
0: Yeah. Yep. So,
1: okay, sorry. This is getting long. I know I, I got a little, I got a little emotional there. So let me see if we have any more stories to share. I thought there was one more, but no, that was the last one.
0: Oh, okay. That was the last one. I
1: think that was the last one because it got me so worked up.
0: Got it. Got yeah. It. Okay. Oh,
1: no, I lied. Oh, no, There's one, one more. more. There's right. one more. Now
0: that we've lost half of our audience.
1: No, we didn't. <laughs> they love it when I go off. Because it, it, I got shit to say. Right. You
0: know? Yeah. You okay. Do.
1: Here's the last one. Okay. The rabbi's only possession. Only? Only possession. Okay. The rabbi of the town called on the richest man in the community and urged him to donate a sizable sum to the orphan asylum. The rich man bluntly turned him down.
2: Oh, damn.
1: I will sell you my share in paradise if you will give me the money, said the rabbi. Oh, wow. The rich man agreed. Overjoyed, the rabbi used the money for enlarging the orphan asylum. When the rabbi's disciples heard of this, they stood aghast. Rabbi, they remonstrated. How could you possibly do a thing like that? Two times a day, I repeat in my prayers. Love thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy possessions my sons i'm only a poor man what are the possession possessions with which i can serve god all that i possess is my share in paradise and to serve god's children his orphans i am ready to part with even that
0: wow oh,
2: yeah
1: i thought that was like
0: wow
2: right
1: that like undoes the the angsty pissy bitter I, anger that i had over the last one
0: i mean that's that's well placed um well placed giving right Mm -hmm. like i mean Mm -hmm. i don't believe in that i don't think that that's a real thing but i have but if you if you can convince somebody for the betterment of children Mm -hmm. to to buy your you know
2: your place in heaven thing right
0: and donate money then hell yeah do it you know right and i know that this person probably fully believes that he was actually doing this or something right but let's be honest like if there really is a god you just solidified your place and the other guy is still going to get sent to hell because he's doing it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. You know like because
1: he's doing it to
0: Basically you just duped the guy. You're willing right. to do it. You you mean it. Mm-hmm. But you still dupe the guy because if if God were true. Yeah. That would not hold up as a valid a reason bargaining. to get into fucking heaven you or whatever. You can't
1: sell your slot. It's right. not a cemetery plot, you guys. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but I mean, I but the sentiment, you know, yeah. like he's yeah. he, he's I get the sentiment like that, and that's like he's
1: giving up the only thing he has to give, right? And that's there's something beautiful in that sacrifice.
0: I agree, I agree.
1: So, all right, all right, now that I've both gone off and then come back down, Mm -hmm. I think we're done.
0: All right, well, that was our book club for today.
1: It was, and next time we will be reading about martyrs Ah. on page 145. Okay, but. Next week will be our Patreon episode.
0: Right. Um, And then the
1: week after that, we'll come back to Book Club.
0: Yep, you got it. And uh, today I'm still going to be getting out the weekly replay. And then we'll be back tomorrow, as always, with...
1: Uh, Nehemiah Chapter 9?
0: I believe that is correct, yes. Okay. All right, we'll see you guys then.
1: Bye. Hey,
0: wife, I guess that's the end?